This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum, hello Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Emirati Innovation and Creativity has been on tour with Sharjah's Earthy Contemporary Crafts Council all over Europe from the London Design Fair where 12 exclusive product collections created by Emirati female artisans guided by international and Emirati designers were on show. We are looking at the latest stunning projects coming out of Earthy. Farah Nasri, Design Executive at Earthy Contemporary Crafts Council, joins me next right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Live Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Earthy Contemporary Crafts Council, an affiliate of Nama Women Advancement Establishment, unveiled its first exclusive product line at a special showing at the London Design Fair, where they represented the UAE as the fair's guest country for the first time. Earthy revealed 12 exclusive product collections that represent the craft and design talent of women in the UAE, giving the artisans their highest profile international platform to date and highlighting the the council's pioneering program of creative, cultural and commercial initiatives designed to empower women through the crafts. The collections are a result of two of the council's recent projects, Design Labs and Crafts Dialogue, which were launched earlier this year. To tell us more, I'm so excited to welcome back to the Life Beats studio, Farah Nasri, Design Executive at Earthy Contemporary Crafts Council. Welcome. Good morning. Thank so you. good to have you back, Farah. Uh, this is quite I- amazing. You've just come back uh, from the Libra International Book Fair as well. But uh, last month, it was all about um, the London Design Fair, wasn't it? It was just amazing to see uh, what you guys had on display. So I- I'd love to get you know more about that because uh, th- these designs are absolutely amazing. Um, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been quite a journey for a year uh, now to put together these two uh, large projects for Earthy. Um, as you mentioned, there are 12 collections. Eight are from the Design Labs project and four from the Crafts Dialogue project. And they were both launched at London Design Fair, um, which is an international design fair. So we're very glad to be part of that platform. Um, exhibiting at that caliber for the first time. Um, Earthy's design labs are much like art residencies. They allow for an exchange of crafts, design and knowledge between international or regional designers. They come together with the craftswomen at the Bidwa uh, Center in Dibal Hassan and they create collections collectively. So this art residency could go on for a a week, two weeks, a month, two months. It depends really on the scope of each collection. And this allows the designers or the makers to bring in new production techniques and new crafts into the Bidwa Center. Uh, For our Bidwa artisans, whether they are our regular or there are full-time artisans at the center, um, as you know, they're quite elderly women Mm. um, with an average age of 65 or the new trainees that we brought on board. So we got on board um, a new 
team of uh, women between the ages of 20 to 35 for these design labs specifically. Um, and they learned all these kind of uh, crafts and multi-crafts that took place at the center, uh, whether it's the glass blowing uh, that happened with Dima Sruji from Palestine that we brought on board, um, that was, uh, you know, kind of connecting the glass blowing from Palestine with the oud and the incense and the midchans and, and the way we um, perfume um, our everyday lives in the UAE using this Palestinian technique uh, that the ladies have learned now. And they've acquired to create perfume bottles um, and also brushes with, you know, where you can place your scent in. Um, we've gotten on board Kazuhito Takadoi, who's a UK-based artist, and he's he creates a lot of works with Japanese grass. So we've combined the Japanese grass with Safifa, and this time using Safifa not only with weaving, uh, which is the palm front Emirati weaving, but also to embroider washi paper. We created wall tapestries from that. Um, we collaborated with studios like the Architecture and Other Things Studio, who is led by Nada Tariam from Sharjah. And this studio uh, concentrated on casting furniture from sand. So uh, we brought in sand from Sharjah, we casted the sand, and then we linked it together with uh, weaving from uh, camel leather in the in the process of Safifa weaving. So we really brought together the element of, you know, that whether it's the telly or the Safifa or embroidery that are very much um, acquired crafts in, in the Bidwa Center, together with new crafts to be able to create that envelope structure um, kind of hybrid and then create final products that can sit as luxury products in um, London Design Fair. Exactly. I mean, this is the thing. It's not just about uh, keeping these crafts alive, but taking them really to new heights with these incredible collaborations. And so, um, you know, the the uh, products that you've just described are amazing. We need to go a little bit into more depth about uh, each of those. But so talk to us about the difference between the design labs and the uh, crafts dialogue. Um, well, both projects hold the women artisan empowerment at their core, mm. um, reflecting the council's wider vision to create this valued women artisan economy. Um, they also both reflect the vision of Earthy's founder and royal patron, Her Highness Sheikha Jawahar bint uh, Muhammad al-Qasimi, wife of His Highness, the ruler of Sharjah. But what we're trying to do here is we're trying to create a 360 degree approach with the women artisans uh, at their core. So whether it's pairing a designer and a maker together directly with the Bidwa artisans uh, in the form of workshops or design labs, where we brought in international and regional designers that are quite established. So we have, for example, Kazuhito, who's been acquired by the Victorian Albert Museum. We've had um, Aditok, who's been um, a Loewe uh, artist, commissioned artist, or even Jennifer Zurich, who's been a, um, a Loewe commissioned artist in the past. So we got these quite established uh, designers and, and artists to come and impart their knowledge to these artisans that only know how to create raw materials until you know last year, but now they can also do the create the products. Um, as for crafts dialogue. Um, this is more of a dialogue or a collaboration between an Emirati designer that we've chose, who's a startup designer, 
or has a startup studio in the UAE and a European designer who's also of you know a similar age and background and we've paired them up to uh, create uh, synergies between two different crafts an Emirati craft and European craft for example we've had the clay and Murano come together uh, the clay would be produced in the UAE, the Murano would be produced in Murano and Venice, and then it would come together as a collection. Um, we've also had uh, Telli and uh, leather collection being made by uh, Sheikha bin Dahir, who leads uh, Abjad Design Studio in the UAE, and Adrian, who leads um, a few other brands in Valencia, to create a project where they um, combine the, the leather um, that is vegan from Valencia with the telly from the UAE that is made by the Bedouin artisans. So in a way, it's it's a different kind of morphology altogether, but it's it's to really highlight the crafts of the UAE at the end of the day, both initiatives do that. And to really create a sustainability for both the artisans and the crafts themselves. We're going to come back in just a moment, uh, Farah, and uh, talk a bit more about this and, and talk about what happened at the London Design Fair. It's uh, amazing to see uh, that Earthy was there and presenting these amazing pieces. More to come here on Life Beats after this. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. We are back with Farah Nasri talking all things earthy uh, contemporary crafts. If you haven't been on the socials for Earthy Contemporary Crafts Council, you have to get onto it um, because that is where you can see some of these gorgeous, stunning pieces that made it to the London Design Fair. It's so interesting because um, uh, talking about the London Design Fair, they did choose the Middle East and they chose the UAE as a host country. Um, and I have had uh, many designers and many artisans who have come through this studio, Farah, um, who have worked with Irthi before and always um, talk about the amazing things that you guys do. So it, it is a huge testament to, to you and the work that you do to see you at London Design Fair. Talk to us about the reaction to that, you know, how, how that all happened and, and the reaction that, that you guys received. Um, obviously, we were very glad and pleased to be the sole representative of the UAE uh, for the 2019 edition at London Design Fair. And that itself was quite frightening and exciting for us <laughs> um, to have a 400 square meter space to uh, exhibit in and, and to create an installation in. Um, our installation, <coughs> sorry, housed uh, both wood and camel leather and uh, different kinds of elements uh, from the UAE landscape and we created that as a backdrop to all the pieces uh, or the final products that are on view and for sale um, and then to get the news that we were actually the guest country of, of honor for that year was also very uh, great it was very gratifying to us and to the women artisans as well because it's a testament to their hard work um, for the past year, um, they, they've been through a lot of challenges because they had to um, 
sort of approach craft from a different viewpoint this time in a more experimental way they're used to creating uh, the craft uh, in a traditional kind of way and maybe just changing up the materials but at this this point they had to think of three-dimensional uh, aspects they had to think of you know maybe you create a certain weave and you dispose it after a while it's okay you can try again and it's you know it's a trial and error kind of thing and they're not really used to that they're used to creating a weave and then cherishing that as the final product um, so for them to see that it actually did come together <laughs> in one space at the end of the day I think that that makes them really proud and it pushes them uh, to to work even harder for the next year and the year after so hopefully we're going to be doing this on a biannual basis uh, that would be very exciting to see c- coming up on a biannual basis but um, in terms of um, the process you know uh, going like you said from working very traditionally to something that's so innovative as well and and materials maybe that, that they'd never worked with before you know the japanese grass one that that is really fascinating and interesting um palestinian glass blowing that is super interesting to me because i always when i think of palestine and i think of the crafts i always think of um the embroidery that is what palestine is famous for but through this i've realized that actually glass blowing is a big thing in Palestine too. Yeah, and it's unfortunately a dying craft. Um, the way we've approached this collection is we actually used Pyrex. So a Pyrex is is basically once heated because if you want to create a matkhan out of Pyrex, it's fine. You can heat the, the glass and it doesn't get damaged. So we use that kind of technique. But there are so many techniques in Palestine uh, right now that are really worth saving, I would say. Um, it's mostly um, a men-led craft over there. So maybe that's why it's also dying out quicker than embroidery, which is more of a women-led craft mm. craft in Palestine. Um, but once we brought it into the UAE, uh, it was only women practicing it. So it is possible for the women to do so. Um, obviously, it's quite dangerous because of the fume uh, or the flames that are involved. But um, we dealt with the the glass blowing in terms of just creating a small torch to create all these forms that you see that are inspired by the landscape of the UAE. So whether it's the coral, the algae, um, different kinds of um, you know uh, cactus cactuses that you could find around the UAE, um, the telly itself was also a major source of inspiration uh, for those elements. So for the glass blowing, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Tell me how. Um, so we took some parts or some patterns from the telly, yeah, and we implemented it into the glass blowing uh, in terms of reliefs. So you might look at something and it doesn't really, uh, uh, you don't really understand the pattern, but there's a certain process that went in in terms of design to how to get to that uh, specific pattern. Wow. So beautiful that it all kind of interconnects somehow, you know, to create something so incredibly beautiful. And um, you're merging cultures. You're coming up with something completely different because not only are techniques being merged, but you're merging cultures as well. Um, and the the artist, in fact, who was working on that, she's kind of left her other practices to focus on glass blowing. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, so the Palestinian glass blowing uh, entity that we're working with is really led by Dima Sruji, who's an architect um, 
at, at, as per her education and she was actually teaching over here at the American University of Sharjah um, and she deals with two uh, glass blowers in Palestine and um, she's provided that great connection between you know the design and making of the of the collection and now she is you know taking uh, her sabbatical or taking off from mm. the, from AUS to really dedicate herself to saving this craft and I think we all see the value in it um, both at Earthy and uh, as holoforms uh, by Dima so we really hope to be able to really create um, a new market or, or you know create these crafts in a way where they could relate to the contemporary market that we live in today and really get that kind of income back uh, This that's what we're trying to do with the collections we're trying to sell them so everything that you see is up for sale um, and to bring that money back into Earthy to fund other projects and other programs and to keep the craft going, to keep the women at Earthy going and and to really have that sustainable cycle. That is the most important thing. It's uh, one thing to, to make something beautiful. It's another thing to be able to sell it. And we're going to come back in just a moment, talk about how you're doing in that, the different collaborations uh, that you're working on and what's next for these trainees and for the artisans as well. There's a lot more to come here on Life Beats. Pulse 95. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Talking how to keep the arts and the crafts alive, but not just that. How do you create innovative new pieces uh, that can be monetized as well? Because it's important for these artisans, for trainees uh, of uh, Earthy that we have been talking about, the Contemporary Crafts Council, to be able to create new thriving businesses through this. And this is um, one of the great things that you do as well, Farah, um, in terms of um, putting these pieces on sale and the money from that goes back into the, the programs that are happening at Earthy. Um, some of these collaborations are absolutely amazing. We were just talking about um, the, the metalwork one uh, with Oud. We've mentioned that. We've been talking about the, the glass blowing, uh, the gold casting Safifa. That's gorgeous. That is really beautiful. Yeah, that was with Ali ibn Amir, actually. Um, so the, the she's a jewelry artist. She's a jewelry yeah. uh, designer based in the UAE, and she has been a part of the Azyami initiative uh, in in the in, previ- in the previous years, and we've supported her again uh, along with Khulud Thani as well. So Ali has created the the Safifa gold cast jewelry, which are beautiful little artifacts of woven Safifa. But actually, it doesn't include Safifa. It's it's the weave of the Safifa that is then taken and cast in wax, and then she's casted the gold in that. So it's what the whole process started with the Safifa, but ends up in a gold uh, piece. Um, with Khulud Thani, she's created a synergy between the telly and the embroidery into wall tapestries inspired by the Khalarif of the UAE, which are the folktale uh, um, interesting stories. I mean, uh, this is, th- these are quite, um, how do you say, um, exotic for people who don't know anything about the UAE to, the UAE, talk to, to hear Talk to us them. about some of these stories. Um, <laughs> well, you have, for example, uh, a Midwes, and a Midwes is one of our wall tapestries, and she's basically a very beautiful woman. Um, who wears a lot of jewelry and she has got really big eyes and um, 
she this story is told to uh, women uh, to husbands by their women so that in case they get seduced by a medouis uh, she ends up eating them so <laughs> this is told I to husbands it. not to like go astray you know what i mean so yeah the, there are certain stories that are told i think they have certain more uh, morals and values in the uae behind them um but they're in a very very comedic way do you know um, i actually saw the um Duis, uh, the tapestry it yeah. is so beautiful yeah who did that one um so it was our trainees yeah uh together so with uh Thani yeah. and, and her team of embroidery so together they worked on that and it was embroidered on camel leather so it, on camel leather it's so beautiful the, the eyes and the way that they've done it and then the blood yeah is dripping down yeah. it is so amazing you know she's got the niqab on and then but you see blood dripping down and, you, and it's it just captures your attention immediately it's a stunning image an amazing way to translate you know like you said the these folk tales into something uh, that that is an amazing tapestry it's stunning yeah it, i mean it's all about keep preserving the the intangible heritage yeah and and uh, through a creative way um and it fosters innovation because we're trying to present those traditional crafts and that have been practiced for so long or over a hundred ye- of years but in a way that's never been done before mm. and uh, i think that opens up limitless possibilities uh, for earthy and for the crafts of the uae and for development and modification and to always really try to communicate the Emirati craft in a new way. Yeah. Or yeah. Emirati traditions in general. Because last time when you were on, we had, were, were talking about uh, Azyami coming up. And now, you know, Azyami has happened, the first uh, ed- edition uh, of Azyami. Um, so it's like, you know, where do you go from here? It's very exciting. Um, so Azyami is going to be following a, s- a similar kind of approach in terms of making. Uh, this time around, our Azyami designers will be making their ready-to-wear collections and Bidwa as well. Mm. Uh, so, you know, um, redefining the telly and as part of ready to wear is going to be very interesting. And um, this will also be showcased uh, during um, April, March of 2020. Um, so we're, we're very much looking forward to that and supporting the new kind of wave of designers. Mm. In Milan? Um, most probably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. This is going to be incredibly exciting stuff. Um, but, you know, in, in terms of uh, the reaction, you know, from people who came to the London Design Fair, talk to us about that. And, you know, when they see uh, Emirati craftsmanship, their, their reaction to that. I'd love to know. Um, well, it's it's received quite a high level of interest from uh, from international press and galleries. Mm. So that was a great testament to our hard work and uh, to what we've been trying to accomplish. Um, there will be new kind of news coming up soon. Uh, but uh, I would say that people were also shocked or um, they didn't expect uh, the UAE to have such um, a rich it's rich culture and rich uh, traditions uh, when it comes to the uh, the craft of making um, and and I think we we were able to communicate that in, in a very uh, um, elegant and refined but, but also contemporary way um, and I think you could see that a lot of the products could either sit into fashion stores whether it's we're talking about the jewelry 
um, or they could sit into galleries when we're talking about the furniture and bigger pieces. Um, but ultimately, I think it was also very interesting to see how the different age groups of, of makers in the UAE could come together in one exhibition and create this uh, all together. And um, we, we've extended the opportunity to the trainees, as we mentioned earlier, to work for the council on this. And they will be continuously working on, uh, on these products. So mm -hmm. once we get an order, uh, someone places an order, they will be uh, paid a fair pay um, on a piece rate basis. And a lot of them can create those pieces from scratch by themselves now. So this is something we're very proud of. Yeah, incredible skills that, that they've gained through this. One of the, the collections that we didn't get to mention just yet uh, was the uh, Lail collection, um, which is the, the Telli and Misbah collection. Tell us about that. This is so beautiful. Um, well, the Lail collection is actually split into two. So partly it's uh, it's exhibiting uh, small misbahs mm. from gold and silver um, where we use the gold and silver threads to create telly. So originally telly was made from real gold and real silver. So we're going back to that. And the misbah of 33 beads, instead of it being the closed misbah that we usually see, um, we've opened it up. So you ag actually get 23 beads on one side, you get the telly in the middle and then 10 beads on the other. So you're actually um, going through the same process, uh, but through an open misbah. And, and I think that is, is an interesting way to really look at the the functionality of the piece. Because uh, these are also prayer the beads for people who don't yes. know what a misbah is. Yes. These are the traditional uh, Muslim prayer beads and they will have an odd number on them, usually 33 in one where you count on them, yeah. And you've just completely kind of reinvented it almost. We've incorporated um, the trainees and in, in them trying to create the beads mm. and the actual raw material of the threads. Um, and then we've incorporated the artisans who actually weaved the threads together. And then the uh, Pakistani artisans, what they did is that they um, created the lapis lazuli in between the gold beads and the, um, and the silver um, to create that altogether piece. And then we have the larger than life misbahs that you've also probably seen, which are made out, out of stone, uh, semi-precious stone, marble, um, they've also made out of wood mm. um, and then they're weaved all together with telly and macrame and a lot of knotting that is involved and a lot of these pieces um, took over six months of weaving actually all together. Six months? Yes. Wow. Yes. For, for one piece? Yeah. They range between uh, three meters long to 12 meters long. And the diameter of the beads range between seven centimeters to 20 centimeters. And we have different approaches to the crafts in terms of incorporating the marble with resin. We've used the lapis lazuli uh, craft of inlays uh, where it was imported by the Afghani refugees in Pakistan who are artisans for the Lel collection. This is the amazing um, thing. You know, it's not just... Um, a company that you've just chosen to work with, they have stories behind them themselves. Exactly. You know, the, these artisans, the Love Clinic collection, um, like you said, it's a Pakistan-based studio that's supported actually by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And um, they do use as their workforce displaced Afghani artisans. It's amazing, beautiful to see that. And it's really interesting to see that they support those men 
Um, and and we're supporting our women and together them coming together at Bedua and creating these collections together was really interesting, especially that they don't speak the same language. But um, through design, somehow all of this was communicated and we were able to create um, a collection altogether. It's incredibly beautiful. It's an extraordinary story as well behind that one. Uh, but coming up, we are going to be talking about what is next for Earthy. Lots of exciting launches that we're going to be revealing next. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Just uh, talking about uh, the experience at the London Design Fair, um, things went extremely well, extremely well for Earthy Craft Council, Farah. Um, yes, and we're <laughs> hoping to continue <laughs> with the tour this year. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're, we're actually opting for a bi-yearly or biannual um making of these collections and then we have uh, one year of making and then we have one year of touring so hopefully we're going to be touring uh, the collection beyond London Design Fair. This you year. guys are like the the the, um, the rock stars of the crafts <laughs> industry because you spend one year making the albums and it, then one year touring exactly. and just rocking it out and doing it. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Let's talk about the uh, the launches that you have coming up. There's a lot going on and people can come and take part and see and obviously buy the pieces as well. So let's talk about that. Um, we have an upcoming launch in Albeit Hotel mm. on the 28th of October. Here in Sharjah, the stunning Albeit, yes. And it's going to be uh, in their library space. Mm. So we've chosen uh, some items to fit into there. And uh, these will be showcased in Al- at Albeit for three months. Um, anyone who would like to go and check out the pieces, they can do that. They can also order the pieces through Albeit uh, for, for Earthy. Um, we also have the downtown editions in November uh, at uh, Downtown Design in Dubai in D3. That's going to be from the 12th to the 15th of November. And then we're going to be moving again to Europe um, in April. Because we can't sit still. No. <laughs> at Earthy. Definitely yes. not. Yes. That's going to be exciting to see you back in Europe. But we were talking a little bit off air and, and saying actually, um, you know, not just from a design perspective, um, Earthy's uh, presence there is important, but also from a cultural perspective, you were saying that um, people didn't expect to see the the handmade traditions so rich coming out of the UAE. But also, you know, I was thinking if that's what they were thinking, they probably weren't expecting to see such incredible contemporary pieces that are really cutting edge right now. And to, to think of it, we had um, over 70 pieces exhibited. Um, and these were all made through the Bedua Center in Dabal Hassan. And now the council is preparing to inaugurate an additional training and production centers across Sharjah. So we're going to have various locations throughout this year. Um, so to know that we're actually going to expand beyond this, I think there is limitless possibilities of what, what can happen with, with the craft. And I think we we would be ready then to really launch something uh, great and and at the international scale as well. Well, we cannot wait. The next two years. We really cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, if you haven't seen uh, the work coming out of Earthy, you have to fo- follow them on the socials, Earthy Council on Instagram. 
have a look there just beautiful stunning pieces uh, support also the the artisans and and the trainees who are putting out this incredible work as well and more programs to come um and uh, i was thinking to myself i need to make my way out to dibba um and have a look yes please at the amazing work that you're, you're doing more than welcome yes we go there every week at least once so you could come on board and we can go together and we can check out the process that's happening there. Fantastic. I cannot wait. Um, and of course, we will be on Life Beats as always, uh, updating everyone on what's going on uh, with Earthy. Um, and a big thanks as well to um, Reem Bin Karam as well, because, you know, leading this, uh, she's been doing incredible work. So uh, we have to give a big shout out to her as well. But Farah Nasri always Always a fantastic pleasure. Thank you. And we're excited for what's to come. Thank you. It's my <laughs> pleasure. More to come here on Life Beats in the next hour. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.